In this episode of the Magic Kitchen podcast, we're going to talk about why your magic doesn't work. I'm Leandra Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. Okay, so this topic, I think, is big for a lot of people because I see (laughs) in chat rooms, forums, Facebook groups, everywhere, people talking about why didn't the spell work? Why isn't my magic working? Why is my magic broken? (laughs) And I think there's a really unique component to this that we're not always privy to when we're first starting out we think that oh we just open the book and we say a few magical words we make a few magical motions with our hands we set out a few magical items and the world and the universe is going to shift to our cause right (laughs) (laughs) that's not always true so we're going to talk today um about why what are some of the different things that happen that can block our magic or redirect it or just completely stunt it. And the first thing I want to touch on is the imposter syndrome. I think this one's a big one because it's so easy to slip into this. I do it even now after almost 20 oh, over. Uh, I'm going to date myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is why I'm considered an elder. Yeah. Own that. That is good. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I need to own it. Uh, and, and that's part of it is owning your magic. So I need to own my place in the community, just like I need to own my magic, right? So when you are casting a spell, you need to own that spell. And if you have any kind of doubt, imposter syndrome creeping in, you're going to deflate that magic in some way. And if you're familiar with the imposter syndrome, then you know what it means. It means that you're going to second guess yourself. You're going to think you're unworthy. You're going to think that you're not knowledgeable enough. You're not uh, capable enough. You're not skilled enough, whatever. And if you're unfamiliar with the imposter syndrome, like I recommend doing some research on this and, and especially do some research on how to pull yourself out of that mindset. What are your thoughts, Elise? Yeah, it's really easy, no matter how long you've been at the craft, to think that it's not your right to do this magic or ask for this to happen or take this next opportunity, but, but we need to. And that's something that magic is here for. It's to empower us to do X, Y, and Z. So when I do magic to increase my creativity, it's not that I don't have any and I'm not going to work at it. I'm going to hope that it's just, I'm creative now. It's that I am being creative. I'm writing, I'm drawing, whatever I'm doing. For me, it's usually writing. And I am asking for support in that. So when the magic works for my creativity spells, it's because I'm fostering that and I'm feeding into that. So killing that imposter, killing that that voice in our head, that the stories that we tell ourselves that we aren't 
really good at writing or we're not really much of an artist or we didn't go to art school. Why do we think we can paint? Why do I think I can start mm. a Patreon for my uh, commissions <laughs> and anyone is going to buy in? Don't listen to that voice. The magic, right. the deity, the divinity and spirit we work with, those are the counter to that voice that can empower us to take the necessary steps to past that. Absolutely. And I, and it's, it is about having confidence, having confidence in your ability. It's having confidence, knowing that the, when you align with your path, when you align with what you're supposed to be doing in this world, in this lifetime, when you align with the energies of the universe, it's going to, that, that energy is going to back you. It's going to take your hand. It's going to walk side by side with you and it's going to help you knock down any blocks, any limitations, anything that will get in your way of manifesting what you need to manifest or what your your desire is to create with your spell work. I think another key aspect to this imposter syndrome and, and why magic doesn't work for you is that seeking perfection. We, again, going yeah. back to social media where we see the best of the best. We see everyone's best days. We see their best looking altars. We see their best, you know, demonstration of the craft. And that's not always reality. It's not what is actually out there. Um, and I go back and back to this a lot. Uh, witchcraft is blood and bone. It's earth and dirt. It's messy. And it's not always this beautiful set up aesthetic things that we want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sometimes that's exactly what you need. That's exactly what you should have. But then there are times where it's not perfect. There are times where you have to get down and dirty and messy and just get it done. And sometimes that means spilling the wax. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that means spilling the herbs. Sometimes that means lighting the wrong thing on fire. <laughs> sometimes you say the wrong words. And at exactly. the end of the day, that's for us. The words we speak, oh my God. And they're for our focus. So roll with yeah, it. And, and have a sense of humor. Oh, you said, you know, giblet instead of, you know, the merge you wanted to. <laughs> Whatever. Just go, Haha, okay, my bad. Let's keep going. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of times I've been in public ritual. I've been in, you know, private ritual where I said completely the wrong thing and I stopped myself. I'm like, what did I just say? Okay, scratch that. We're going to start over, you know? <laughs> you know what I meant? <laughs> Type of thing. Yeah. Perfectionism is often the biggest mm. block to our, our creativity, to our moving yeah. forward, to our next steps in the craft even to just starting the spell. Maybe you've planned it out. You keep going back to it. You're like, all right, I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to wait for the full moon. And then the full moon comes and you're like, you know what? I had a long day. So I'm going to do it yeah, next full I'm moon. I'm tired. Yeah. And then it just keeps yeah. being pushed back. And then, you know, whatever you need that spell for, maybe the moment passes or maybe you tell yourself, you know, it, it's embarrassing that I haven't done it. So I'm just going to pretend that I didn't even write it. And that cycle <laughs> is so important to break. Don't let yourself be your in your own way. Yeah, and 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 that idea that you have to be perfect at, perfect at everything will stunt you from ever doing anything. Yeah. It it totally stifles your energy and makes you exhausted. So yeah, just don't think it has to be perfect. Don't think it has to be anything but meaningful. It can be short. It can be you don't even have a candle. You just sit in your car and you pray. Yeah, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. And. The more you more you practice at sensing that kind of energy that 
allows you to tap in without needing all the extra stuff, the more effective you become in the moment. Yeah. And some some works are very much in the moment. Yeah. They're not meant to be planned out. I, I think the most effective works of my career, my path as a witch has been very impromptu and just because oh, I need yeah. to do them. Um, I actually yeah, had a yeah. cat go missing. Here in Greece, there are nothing but stray cats. Right. And one of my cats yes. went missing. And she's an outdoor cat, but she always sleeps in our patio. She's got her own bed. She's got food and water. And she didn't come back. Mm-hmm. And it was really rainy and stormy. And she's black. So I was worried she might get hit by a car. So I went out that night in the rain. And I was looking everywhere for her. I was shaking food, calling her name. She always comes. So it was really alarming. We actually drove five kilometers out of the area, like around the area to find her. Like that was our radius. And um, she didn't come. So the next day we live on Artemis's land. So I said, you know what? I'm going to just ask Artemis to bring her home to me. So I grabbed a pink candle for love and I used my fingernail and I drew her initials and drew a protection sigil. And just, I just did this. I did not plan it. I didn't stop. I didn't write it down. I just this is what I was going to do. And then I got Clary Sage for um, clarity. I hoped that she would remember to come back to me. I'd used Rosemary for her memory in case she got spooked and can't remember where she is. And I did Lavender to, for calm, helping to calm her down, maybe calm me down because I was really worried about her. And I go outside <laughs> and I take an offering of olive oil to a tree. I'm called to this tree. I'm just walking, walking, walking with this olive oil in a cup and my candle in my hand. And I go to this tree, I pour my olive oil, light my candle. I say, Artemis, please bring my cat back to me. And I sit with that for a moment. And when I turn around, there she was. My cat came back, like to me. I didn't wow. call for her. I didn't bring food. My cat was literally right there in the middle right of there. a wood pile. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. And and it's that's crazy. It's I love it. <laughs> the most instant magic that ever worked for me. And it was probably Absolutely. one of the least planned spells I've ever done. So Right, right. So that's Thank story you. time for today, but it definitely... I love it. <laughs> it was just such a that was magical the best story. experience. No, and that's such a great example of, of how magic is... It's from the heart. It's not from the, you know, multiple tools you bring with you or the the elaborate ceremony or the elaborate altar and, you know, I don't know, whatever else you can think of that you think you have to have. Yeah. It's okay, I want this and this, I'm going to go do this. And you go do it. It's the intention. It's that focus. And that's it. I mean, that was all I was thinking about. Even through that night, I was maybe manifesting this spell because I was Mm -hmm. not sleeping well. I kept waking up and going to the door checking for her. Like, she's just a really good cat and so trusting. I thought maybe somebody lured her over with poison. Like, I don't know. It literally was getting extrapolated in my head. So that focus is what works in a spell. Mm. Well, good. I'm glad it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been like three weeks. She's home. (laughs) So since we talked a little bit about having the right energy, the right intentions and that right focus, let's let's delve into that a little bit more. So when I first started out, I noticed that things weren't working for me. And I and I, I didn't understand why until I started really looking at, one, my mindset when I was going into ritual, when I was going into spell work, and how I was showing up. So 
Elise just demonstrated to us like how being very intentional, grabbing only a couple of things or nothing at all <laughs> can really, you know, launch a spell forward and just being very focused on it can launch your spell, your spell forward. I think that's an, a critical juncture in spell work is if we're blocked in any kind of energy, if our energy centers are blocked, and this, this doesn't mean, again, no perfection here. Just when you are blocked to the energy, when you're blocking the energy you need to manifest unknowingly or maybe willfully out of habit or fear, you're not going to manifest what you want and need. And this doesn't mean that you have to be perfect and have all your energy centers open and align or (laughs) that you have to be, you know, this guru sitting on the mountaintop, you know, meditating 24 hours a day. And completely um, knowing of all the energy that's around you. It's more just about being open to receiving, being open to sensing the direction energy is flowing. Maybe um, sensing the energy of um, helping spirits, guardian spirits, that sort of thing. Yeah. And if you are lucky enough to be able to do ritual outside, being in tune with the way nature is kind of spurring you onwards. Like I, I, when I've done rituals outside, like I almost always find a gust of wind well-timed mm. comes through yep. my circle. I went to a hand fasting. It was beautiful. And as he called each direction, we heard each direction. We heard wind through the trees. Then we heard, mm. uh, we were by a river, but we heard like water coming down a little bit heavier as he called in water. The candles sputtered at fo- when we called fire. You know, the we heard a deer through the woods when he called earth. And that was the most, like, wow, for me, because I was like, all yeah. right, I'm not making this up. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Some validation there, man. Yeah. And it was such a good <laughs> ceremony. It was beautiful. So I good. think sometimes the energy around us, we, we have to be working with it. Like you said, we don't have to be mm-hmm. the guru who meditated for four hours and fasted before we joined the circle. But right, right. But being open and, and aware of that energy around you and yeah. in tune now, with it. Now, if that kind of that kind of preparation helps you, then do it. You know, we're not going to say not to do it. But you but don't have to. I, yeah, and I think when we have these these overwhelming expectations, and I think we'll touch a little bit more on on having unrealistic ex- expectations in this episode. But when we think, oh, my magic isn't working because the clouds didn't part and the sun didn't shine directly (laughs) on my altar at the right moment, you know, we're setting ourselves up to fail. This isn't the movies. This isn't Charmed or, (laughs) you know, any of those those Hollywood representations of magic. Don't put so much pressure on your magic. Right, right. The, The world, the universe does not revolve around you and your work. Just remember that. You know, you are a speck in this whole multiverse and they they have other things to do. (laughs) Deities and energies, they have other things to do. But I really sincerely believe, and I know this from, from experience, that if you are in line with your path, if you are in line with what you need to make yourself whole and authentic, then the universe has your back. Yeah. And I'll probably say this multiple times because I believe it and I know mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah. Because I've seen it happen in my life, I've seen it happen in the in people's lives who, you know, 
are friends of mine and and that sort of thing. Coven mates, everybody. If you are in line with what you are meant to do in this life and your magic is in line with your path and with your journey, then it just it all clicks together yeah. and it's almost effortless. It works every time. It works every single time. And if it's not working, then I think it's a good time to reevaluate the why behind why it's not working. Not necessarily blaming the outcome on circumstances you can't control, but what in your life can you control that might be stunting or blocking the energy? And it it could even boil down to just having a lack of focus. Yeah. Maybe you were distracted. Maybe you don't really know what you want or need. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're getting what you need, but not what you wanted. And that's the catalyst right there. You're getting what you need and you need to focus on that instead of what you think you want or think you need. Yeah. And it's important to be open to other answers. You know, it's like reading your cards and you're Mm -hmm. dating this new guy and you're not really sure if he's the one, but you want him to be. So you ask the cards like, when will we get married? And the cards are telling you like, you know, you're drawing uh, negative cards and it's like, you're like, okay, but this isn't answering my question. And, you know, it's not answering your question because that's not, what you should have asked <laughs> or maybe You're not asking the right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if the universe thinks that we're asking the wrong question, it's going to answer truthfully. And that's something yeah. we need and to And it's going to lead for. you. Absolutely. Yeah. And the universe is going to keep leading you to where you need to go and you can bucket all you want. Yeah. But I find when you finally settle in and you used, you used a term, at least that I really like the energy compass, like tuning your energy compass. Yeah. So that you understand where you're supposed to be going. So if you're if you're constantly being pushed energetically in one direction, but you keep running away the opposite direction, it's time to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and go, wait, okay, let me focus in. Let me let me see what's going on here. Let, what's mm-hmm. this all about? <laughs> and two simple questions I think you can ask yourself in any situation, mundane, magical, or both, as life seems to be. Mm-hmm. It's always both. Yeah. What should I be saying yes to that I'm not? And what am I saying no to that I should be saying yes to? Because sometimes there's things we're putting our energies into that aren't right. It's not what we should be putting our energy to. And it's draining us of our energy for the things we're supposed to be doing. So look at what – reevaluate your priorities maybe. Mm -hmm. Do some goal setting. Make a vision for it. Oh, yeah. And like you say relationships, like that's always a really good one because everybody wants a love spell to have Joe Schmo fall back in love with them or Jane Doe fall back in love with them because they can't live without that person (laughs) right there. And then that's a key indicator that you need to reevaluate where you're putting your self value. If you're if you can't live without another person, it's time to really take a step back and look at why. Why can't you live without that person? Why are they so important? Why? Are you placing so much importance on an external factor, a person outside of you, to make you happy or to make you feel whole? Yeah. You should feel whole within yourself. And that other person that comes into a relationship with you should only help magnify that, not make you feel inferior or that you can't live without them. You should feel absolutely sovereign in who you are. I love that word. So that when you enter into a relationship, you're not placing all those expectations on them. That's unreasonable. It's unfair to put that much expectation onto somebody else. It's an unreasonable responsibility 
just like you should not be the whole world to someone else. Unless it's a child, that's a different story. That's a totally different realm there. A child or an elderly parent, someone that you have to care for that can't care for themselves. If that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like love. Yeah. <laughs> Relationships in that aspect. Like I can't live without Johnny. Oh my God. And I don't mean mm-hmm. to mock you if that's how you feel. I don't mean to, but it's, it's tough love. Really, and it's good to hear sometimes. It is. It's tough love. And that's what I'm all about. Like if you don't like tough love, you're listening to the wrong podcast. I'm <laughs> serious. <laughs> Anything I do, even in my classes, my coven, everything is tough love. Because the reality of it is that you are not the sum of someone else. You are the sum of you. And you need to own your sovereignty in relationships or else you're always going to be lost because you're going to have that fear. Oh, God, what if he leaves me and then I'm going to be nothing? No, never, never, ever are you nothing because someone else left. You should feel whole and say, you know what? It wasn't right. I'm going to go do some more spiritual journey. I'm going to do some more inner focus. I'm going to go find why my life was imbalanced so that I could not live without this person. I'm going to find out why. And then I'm going to heal that. And then I'm going to look maybe if I feel like it for a relationship that helps just helps feed that and nourish who I am and who I need to be in this world. Not somebody to make you whole, because that's a lot of expectation to put on somebody that's unfair. Yeah. And that's that's when a love spell is appropriate is when you are ready. You're good. But maybe yeah. you live in an area where, you know, it's just not super populated with people your age. And, you know, or you just want to share your life with somebody yeah, in a genuine sense. Yeah, that's that's healthy for sure. So that's an example of putting too much pressure on the magic, I think, to and putting the wrong kind of energy on the magic where. You know, Johnny yes. might not come back. In fact, the magic probably doesn't. <laughs> he probably shouldn't. To. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Johnny's not going to come back. But if you put something yeah. else out to the universe for self-love or for mm-hmm. a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. maybe you've been divorced for a while and it's really time to get back out there. The magic's yeah. going to work. It's got your back. Yeah. Yeah. And And I guarantee you, if you put out a love spell for the wrong person, for the wrong reasons, or what you think is the right person for the right reasons, but it's really not, it's going to be a disaster. It's not going to be a healthy relationship. It's not going to be a relationship that you're going to see yourself in as a happy person. You're not going to be a happy person in the long term. It's going to turn toxic. It's going to turn manipulative because you've already started it through manipulation. Yeah. And it's not okay to do that to anyone. It's not, and Really have self-respect. You should respect yourself. And I'm sorry, I'm speaking to all the witches out there. We are sovereign beings. Our path is to be on that fringe of society. Mm-hmm. And just because society tells us we should, you know, have be married and have children and whatever BS they want to tell us that we're supposed to do, <laughs> it, it doesn't mean we have to. And we are the ones that challenge that idea that we that we have to be, you know, completed by someone else. And I think that's a very toxic mannerism, thinking that we can't be whole on our own. Yeah. So I, I think it's a really like when we start really deeply looking at this, we notice that there is a, a, a strong patriarchal message there, mm-hmm. especially for women. That we ha- we are not complete without having a husband or a partner, but 
in reality, if you look at the old term for virgin, the very old um, meaning of it, it meant sovereign. It had nothing to do with sex and virginity as we think of it today. It meant you were a sovereign being and that you made your own decisions and you owned your own decisions. You were responsible for you and only you. And you understood the consequences of your action and you took responsibility for the consequences of your actions. So when we start reclaiming who we are as witches, we need to reclaim that, that we are responsible for ourselves and we ourselves make ourselves individually whole in how we think, how we act and taking responsibility for the consequences of our actions. Today's magical tip is for all of you kitchen witches out there, and it's on bone magic. Now, I know a lot of people, when they first get into witchcraft, they hear the idea that blood and bone are part of the craft, and this is very true. So if blood and bone bother you, you might want to rethink (laughs) your position in the craft. But when we're working in the kitchen, bones become a very important element. They can be used to stir if you have a big enough bone. Um, They can be used for broths, uh, bone broth and stocks, that sort of thing. But if you have a bone from a sacred meal that you can save, you can use that in other meals to infuse that meal with the energy from the the original meal it came from. Uh, You can also dry them out and grind them up and make bone dust and that sort of thing. So definitely keep your bones and use them in a sacred way so that you can continually reuse them in that sacred way. So let's talk a little bit about what is magic, because I think a lot of people get confused or they have a misunderstanding of what magic is. And it might be slightly different for everybody because magic really, in essence, is energy. It is the energy that is all around us. It's the energy of the sun, the energy of the moon, this energy of our body, the energy of our mind, the energy of the herbs we use, the crystals we use. It's animism. It's ceremony it's everything that comes together it's that that prickly tingly feeling you you sense going up and down your spine and the hair standing up on your arms as you create a spell and that's what magic is it is that in the moment feeling that direction that that pull that vortex we create when we are focused and when we are determined and we are dedicated to our goals and whether that be a love spell like we just talked about or you're trying to manifest a a great job for yourself a better income um, success in your business uh, you know opportunities to write your book and get it published whatever it might be magic is that backbone, energetic backbone that you put into play to help you move things along. And with that comes our expectations, right? If we're going to perform a spell, we have an expectation. We have an idea of how we want it to play out. Sometimes the reason spells don't work is because our expectations are unrealistic. Um, 
I'll, I'll lay out an example. It's extreme. Like I'm going to have $10 million by tomorrow. It's just going to drop into my lap and I don't have to do anything for it. <laughs> I'm just going to cast the spell and all of a sudden it's going to be in my bank account tomorrow. Not to say that couldn't happen. <laughs> you have to have quite but a settlement you're waiting on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, where is that money going to come from? How the hell did it just drop into your your bank account? And was that legal? Like, what kind of legal or or tax repercussion are you going to have after that drops into your bank account? Yeah, that's a monkey's paw situation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did Al Capone just magically, like, manifest in your bank account and go, here, have all this money. I was hiding it, you know? (laughs) So having realistic expectations in manifesting your, your goals I think is a very critical piece of this magical puzzle. And it you can't <laughs> think that you're just going to manifest these big, huge dreams and aspirations without having some sort of work behind it. Yeah. Uh, at least your example of, of finding your cat. Excellent example. Like you did some legwork before that, that ritual that brought her home. You looked for her. You went out in the rain. You showed and demonstrated to the universe that you were dedicated to this goal. And the universe responded. Yeah. And I would have gone right back out. If she hadn't come right then after that first morning, that's what I would have spent the whole week doing. I'd still be doing it. Yep. Yeah. And And that's what the universe wants to see when we are working magic. The universe wants to see that we are dedicated to the result. We are dedicated to making it happen. And it that doesn't mean that you're dedicated to manifesting $10,000 by tomorrow, because how do you dedicate yourself to that? Yeah, Just by thinking actionable. about it constantly? It's not actionable. You need something that's actionable and something that is measurable. Yeah. And when we are trying to create unrealistic expectations, we're trying to manipulate things that are out of our realm of manipulation. And it becomes kind of a toxic mindset when we try to manipulate things that are not ours to manipulate. Yeah. And going back to the idea of like, you might get what you need, but not what you want is the idea that we're working out here when we are trying to manipulate things that are not meant for us to control. Because again, the whole universe, the whole multiverse thing going on here, we're just that little speck. And there are other energies and other forces at work here that are not meant for us to have a hand in. Um, It's not to say that we can't ever pull energy from that because that's exactly what we do. So when we are working magic, we are pulling energy from the universe. We're pulling energy from the herbs. We're pulling energy from the crystals. We're pulling energy from our body. And there is, there's an unlimited flow out there for us to tap into. So when we're tapping into it, we're utilizing what is meant for us to utilize And that is unlimited. It is. There's no limit to the energy that we can utilize. But we can't utilize that energy to do the things we're not meant to do. And if we do, it it ends up being this frustrating, toxic, and um, really overwhelming experience where you don't get what you need. You get maybe you'll get what you want, but then you'll be miserable still. You'll still be unbalanced. You'll still be out of control and and that void that's inside of you will still not be fulfilled. Yeah. And I think that's a key element for everyone to remember when we are 
trying to work our goals. Like, oh, I want to be a millionaire by 2022, December 31st, whatever. And maybe you could do it, sure. But when you reach that, where you where do you see yourself? What person what type of person are you? Who are you? Who's with you? Are you alone in this? Are you empty still? Are you still feeling vacant? Do you feel like you're still missing something in your life? Yeah, sure, you got all this money. No problem. Sure, you could live a very nice, comfortable life, but who are you sharing that with? Are your, do your kids resent you now? Does your husband resent you? Does your wife resent you? Do your previous friends now resent you because the method you took to get there was aggressive and greedy? Or did you match the right energy with the right goal? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where this like, you know, actionable goals and holistic goals, goals that encompass your, it's your path is a vision for your future. It's never a single element. If you want to be a full-time writer, that's not, it's, that's not enough to manifest being a full-time writer. How do you get there? Well, I'm going to save 10% of my paycheck for the next year. And I'm also going to start publishing poems right now because I think I might be yep. able to get there quicker if I start with something small and actionable today. Yep. You know, these need to be steps along a path and magic can spur you on. That's that's how I, I use magic every day is setting my intentions and moving into my day with goals that I can do that day, a day at a time. And that's yeah. that's where, you know, trying to manipulate like Leandra said, there's too much to manipulate around us that we can't, there's no, you can't make the publisher choose your book. It's not <laughs> going to happen, but you can ask magic as you're writing it to make sure that it's a good story and to give you the yeah. energy to research deeper and make sure that this part makes sense and edit it longer and not lose patience with yourself. Yeah. Those are the things that magic can help you. So the publisher yeah. will naturally pick your book. Yeah. And and you can you can set energy out to influence like hey make it noticeable so they'll oh, read yeah, it yeah because I'm sure they get thousands of submissions every day that they can't sift through them all like maybe maybe you uh, direct the energies to help you help you develop the right opportunities and the right influences to make your book or your your poems come to the top of the pile so that they're noticed that sort of thing but you can't you can't mess with people's free will if yeah. they don't want to do it they're not going to do it yeah. Plain and simple. No matter how much magic you throw at them, if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. And you're just going to make yourself crazy. Just like how we told you that Johnny isn't the one. You might still be thinking, I don't care. I'm doing my love spell tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, do it. Hey, you can. I'm not going to stop you, you know, but I'm going to lay it out for you. I'm going to be honest. Like, it's not a good idea. (laughs) We're trying to help. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to help here. (laughs) And I, I... in your example, Elise, about like, you know, writing the book, like I think, and I, I hate putting myself on the spot. I really hate it. But I think in owning my path, like I I need to be more um, upfront about like where I came from. I own two businesses now. I started the tea company, the Witchwood Tea House in 2018. And I started that with a thousand dollars. And now I've grown it into an entire storefront and it has it did not get there without my hand in magic. Magic absolutely helped me get here. It helped me manifest and reach my goals. But I never told my magic what to do. I told my magic what I needed, what I wanted, 
And then I left wiggle room for the magic to work itself into the mix to give me what I actually needed. And, you know, in the past three years, since I started the Witchwood Tea House, we have encountered so many great opportunities that have grown this company and and developed uh, Symmetry Holistic Collective into another big company that we're thriving. And I did simple things to get there. And that's, I think, where we need to understand how magic comes into play is it's about being genuine. If you want to be a business owner like like I am, then start with a very quality product. And that's where I started. I wanted to make sure that my product was something that people wanted in the first place, because mm-hmm. if nobody wants it, no magic in the world is going to make it, you know, be on everybody's kitchen counter and in their teapots. <laughs> so I had to make sure I was making something that people wanted, that was flavorful, that was beautiful, that used quality ingredients that are organic and sustainably sourced. And that's a key right there. If you don't show up with the right intentions, the right actions, the right processes to begin with, and you're just doing it half-assed, well, that's you're going to get what you give. Yeah. If you give out to the universe half-assed effort and mm-hmm. half-assed intentions, you're going to get that back. That's the law of attraction that people... It absolutely uh, is, yeah. I keep hearing that lately. Yeah. And, and it's also the law of equivalent exchange. Like magic has very few laws that are not man-made. But when you really look at the core of magic, it it is in line with nature. Yeah. You know, a tree cannot grow without first developing the soil around itself so you know you you have a seed in the soil if it's dirt that is dry and cracked and malnourished you're not going to have a plant that grows there Mm -hmm. you have to do the work to till the soil to fertilize it to water the seed you have to do the work ahead of time but then when you do when you grow that single plant and you develop this amazing relationship with the soil and the roots and the leaves and the stem, all of a sudden this plant grows seeds, thousands of seeds, so that you can plant thousands more plants. And that's what magic is, is you tend the roots, you tend the soil for the right reason in the right measure, and nature and the universe will reward you a thousand times over so you can keep doing it over Absolutely. and over and over again. My magical tip for you today is to use positive affirmations. So this is something that a lot of people hear and you might even scoff at or roll your eyes and say, I don't know how telling myself I'm beautiful is really going to help me. But here's the thing. If you start your day with the right mindset, you're going to have a better day. Sometimes we roll out of bed and we barely get through the cleaning routine of our teeth and our face and, you know, we're dreading what's coming next. But if you can save one to five minutes, I mean, really one minute is all you need to sit in front of your altar space, to light a small candle and to speak an affirmation, write one for yourself and speak it three times because we're witches. We love doing things thrice. And you're going to find your day is more focused and you're going to have a better start to it. So use affirmations. Don't be afraid to speak lovingly to yourself. Hopefully,
hopefully today we've given you some perspective and maybe a little bit of tough love about how to have effective spell work and why your magic might not be working. Um, and one last tip for me is that the climate of your energy is really important. So making sure that you are not doing a spell while you're in the same room with your partner who's on the phone with their boss who is screaming at them for not getting something, you know, handed in on time. And your spell is to have a good weekend. You know, that might not really be the best, the best energy. So, and that's, that's maybe an extreme example, but let's say your neighbors are fighting downstairs and you're doing a spell to manifest a healthy relationship. That's not going to work either. Mm -hmm. So really think about the climate that you're in. If you're in a climate that's really bad and you feel like you can't wait it out, then start your spell with a shield, maybe ground and center with more of a shield than you normally would really focus on drawing that circle. Take your time jumping into a spell as well. Make sure you have the time and you're not going to be disturbed. Sometimes we think we're focused, but there's this little nag in the back of our head of like, oh, my timer for my, you know, French fries is going to go off. <laughs> like th that's small, but it's enough to disrupt your energy. It is, so, yeah. So think or, about- Or my husband's going to be home soon, so I got to hurry this up. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the dog's going to need to go out to the bathroom. Or... Yeah, like really, really <laughs> prepare your space and- Consider the energy climate. Use that energy compass yes. to check check the energies before you yeah. start within and without. Yeah. You. Oh yeah, and and you can do that. You know, if you are if you work with astro or uh, any of that energy, like the placement of the moon, placement of the stars, planets, you might, might want to check that before you start too, if that's important to you. I don't. Yeah. I I kind of go with my gut, and when a spell needs to be done, it's done. It. Mm -hmm. Maybe in my car, maybe at the grocery store, maybe it's in my backyard. I don't know. Yeah. It could be anywhere. But I think the only thing that I pay attention to in that aspect is the moon phase. Yeah, me too. Um, that's what I resonate with. But yeah, if you, you know, are that astro cartographer even, have you ever heard of that? That's really cool. It's something that um, we're kind of studying here. And, you know, there's certain places that you want to do spells in alignment with your birth chart then that's a nice idea. You know, maybe there's a space that you find very magical to you that you like to do your spell work in and that's where you go. And and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think to, to we're about done here, but I think I want to touch on one more thing about magic that I think a lot of people, I know I do because being vulnerable is like so squirmy to me, <laughs> <laughs> but when you are doing spell work, that aspect of vulnerability is important you want to keep yourself open so that you can receive what you're intending to receive. And that means having gratitude. That means being open to, to the opportunities, the mindsets, the attitudes, whatever you, whatever you need to be open to so that energy can work in your life. And sometimes that means dropping a presumption or a, a preconceived notion that, you know, oh, I, I can't work with this deity because that deity doesn't work with that deity and I follow that deity or, you know, those those mm -hmm. little things. What do you think, Elise? Yeah. And your predisposed notions about yourself. Sometimes we, oh, we yeah. listen to the stories of our shadows so much that we oh, really yeah. might not like realize it's a story anymore. Or we might be yes. attached yes. to that belief about ourselves. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm an introvert. So I, yeah. I can't do, I, I can't go to I can't. this public ritual. 
Well, okay, right. but I guarantee you that a good handful of witches are introverts. I'm an introvert. Yeah, I enjoy my I time alone. I'm a solitary <laughs> type of person, but I was Absolutely. super enriched by joining a coven. And I, I was nervous, but I made a, mm. a playlist to get myself pumped on the drive to my first public ritual. There you and, go. There you, you go. know, I took a moment in the car alone before I joined, and that's mm-hmm. you can do it. You can still do it. So don't yeah. don't listen. Don't don't let yourself stand in your own way. I think that's right. really good advice. Yeah. And I think that's that's the biggest challenge for a lot of witches. We stand in our own way. We are our worst enemy. (laughs) (laughs) But then you become your best friend as well. Yeah. And that's something that can help you do. Absolutely. Mary meet. Mary part. And and Mary meet meet again. again. Thank you for joining us on the Magic Kitchen podcast. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com for news, information, and more episodes. I'm Elise Wells, and I can be found at Seeking Numina on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and SeekingNumina.com. That's Seeking, N-U-M-I-N-A. Join me as I immerse you in sacred meditations, ambience, ASMR, and history at spiritual sites around the world.